0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow a Healthy Soul. And today we're looking at the topic of healthy decision-making. I don't know about you, but to make a decision is sometimes easier than other times. Even small decisions can take ages, like what type of ice cream shall I get in the ice cream store when the sun is out and it's nice weather? Shall I get the vanilla flavored ice cream or strawberry ice cream today or a combination? And let alone, what about bigger decisions, such as which school to send my children to, what type of work to pursue, what to look for in a partner when I'm single or looking for a relationship. These types of decisions take a lot of wisdom. And today we want to learn from Ignatius of Loyola. He was a a Spanish priest. He lived in the 16th century. And you might have heard of the Order of the Jesuits. Well, he was the founder of the Jesuits. And as a a former soldier, he paid particular attention to the spiritual formation of his disciples. And he recorded his method in the spiritual exercises written in 1548. And in time, that method has become known as Ignatian spirituality. And today, We're going to tackle three methods for decision making according to Ignatius. Before we start, let me share a little bit more about Ignatius of Loyola. He lived in a time of great upheaval, much like the times we live in today. The fixed benchmarks of the day seemed to be disappearing when he lived. Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Ignatius also faced a lot of failure and felt powerless at times. If you read a story about him being a soldier uh, and then getting hurt in battle and then looking for a new way, you will find someone who's looking for God. And as he started to know God and started to know himself better, he discovered how his personal experience with God could also be a reliable pointer to others. So he started to distill concrete tips from his experiences in pursuing God and uh, discovering more about Jesus in the Scriptures. And that has become known as Ignatian spirituality. It's not a doctrine, it's more like a toolbox. And countless people today use it to live more intensely and more consciously in their walk with Jesus. Ignatian spirituality invites you to look further, further than just the text, further than just the surface, but to look within, to look uh, to the Holy Spirit and uh, to look at Jesus as he he is and as he presented himself. And so uh, in his spiritual exercises, which he wrote in 1548, Ignatius also shared a method for decision making and it's been widely used to this day by different christians across denominations so in this podcast i will answer the question how can we make decisions the ignatian way so according to the teachings of ignatius and i'm going to share three methods for decision making ignatius distinguishes between these three methods uh, and In this way, you can make a healthy and a good choice whichever choice is laying in front of you, whether it is about work, relationships, finances, parenting, or whatever else it is. Let me share the three methods briefly before diving into each one of them in depth. And as I share, maybe it will help you to think about a particular decision you're about to make. In which area of your life are you facing an important decision right now? Maybe it helps to just stop the podcast and listen to your heart, listen to the Holy Spirit, invite God into this area. Just ask Him, in which area of my life do I need some direction right now? And as you listen to the rest of this podcast, just keep that area, that decision in front of your mind as you listen to these methods. Ignatius distinguishes three methods, and here are the three methods that he talks about in his spiritual exercises. The first method, he writes, when God our Lord so moves and draws the will to himself that the soul inclined to him without any possibility of doubt follows whatever comes before it. So did St. Paul and St. Matthew when they followed Christ our Lord. As for the second method, he says, when one finds sufficient clarity and insight through the experience of consolations or desolations and through the experience of discerning different spirits. As for the third method, he writes, when the soul is not moved by various spirits, but when it uses its natural faculties freely and quietly. So that's what he writes about it. And I will expound now on all three methods as we continue. (music) The first method, it's not really a method you can employ. It's more a gift or a grace that happens to you. It is as if the choice is dropping from heaven into your lap. Have you ever experienced such a thing that, that you just can't ex- escape it? You can't ignore it. You know that you know that you know that God is calling you. God, God is drawing you and everything is working in that direction. And you know God is behind it. All the circumstances, all your, all your thoughts Um, everything that's happening uh, gives you a very very clear message from heaven and there's such a strength of conviction within you that you feel no room whatsoever for any doubt and in effect that is kind of one of the easiest ways to make a decision because it's a, a faith decision based on your certainty Based on God's very, very clear direction, and you will not be disappointed as you follow that direction. Sometimes, however, life is not that clear, or God doesn't seem that clear. Maybe He leaves things more up to you, and that is when the second and third method come into play. The second method does consist of a particular path where you can specifically follow. It is also called the effective balance or the two-alternative trial run. How does it work? Well, first you form two alternative options from which to choose. Option A or option B. Both options need to carry equal weight in terms of feasibility. So, for example, option A is I'm going to work in this in this city doing this job. Option B, I'm gonna work in the other city doing that other job. And they need to carry equal weight in terms of feasibility. Whichever area it is, whether work or relationships or something else, as long as you have different options from which to choose, you can even add a option C or option D, you then take one week in which you live as if. So you live as if you've consciously and definitively chosen the first option. And every day of that week, you take the time to write down how you feel. Uh, How how do you feel about living as as if you've uh, taken this decision? Uh, What what does it feel like? What what does it look like? Are you excited, optimistic, expectant, or faith-filled? Or maybe the opposite. Maybe you're anxious, worried, or tense, or something in between, you might be neutral. As long as you try to feel within and sense your heart and sense the workings of the spirit within. Um, Ignatius calls these the consolations or desolations. You will feel a certain peace or an absence of peace. And at the end of the week, you conclude whether you had more of these consolations or desolations, whether you had more peace or absence thereof about this particular option. You then repeat the same process for option B. So you live as if you've chosen that option. And during the week, you start writing down about your feelings. And and it's important that you really Imagine yourself living this option and then uh, determine at the end of that week whether you had more constellations or more desolations about option B. Out of this process follows either a clear preference in your heart for option A or a clear preference for option B, or you will have an even split between option A and B. And of course, as I said, it's also possible to use this method with more options. For example, with with four options living for several days um, as if you've chosen a particular option and then continuing to the next one and so forth. And finally, determining in which option do you have more consolations and for which option do you have more desolations of the heart? For some people, this method is a bit harder to apply. If if they're less in tune with their feelings or if they're more rationally driven than feeling driven, but not to worry, for them, the third method could come in handy, which is called the rational balance. And this third method can be an alternative to the second method or even a confirmation thereof. So using both your feelings and a sense of consolation and desolation plus the rational method, which is the third method. The third method is the rational analytical method. As I said, you can use this as an alternative to the second method or on top of the second method as a confirmation. And once again, it consists of using a two alternative trial run but rather than looking at feelings and the heart, you write down all rational arguments. So you start with option A and you list all the arguments in favor of option A. And after that, you list all the arguments against option A. And you look at your ratio, just analyzing the arguments for and against. After that, you give a weight to each argument for option A and each argument against option A. Um, So give the weight according to how important that argument is to you. For example, on a scale from one to 10, this argument is not very important at all. That's a one or very, very, very important. That's a 10 or anything in between. So you've then listed all the rational arguments for option A with weights for each argument. And you've listed all the rational arguments against option A with weights uh, for each argument. And that gives you a, a sum. That gives you a balance. Is option A more favorable? Or is it a more unfavorable choice? Just looking at rational arguments. And after you've finished with option A, you repeat the same process for option B. And then you can determine, well, which option is getting more points and what's the balance like for each option. It's possible, of course, to refine this even further. You could even um, uh, basically repeat the steps for both choices in the negative variant. So you're saying, I am not choosing option A. And then you're listing all the rational arguments for not choosing option A, which is slightly different than the rational arguments against option A. No, no, you list the arguments for not choosing it. What are the benefits for for, for not choosing it? And then you list uh, the uh, arguments for not choosing option B. So this will help you just from a rational perspective, to see what is the better option. Now, it's possible, of course, that methods two and three contradict one another. So, so for example, um, in method two, which is about your feelings and the sense of peace within your heart, uh, it, 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 it could have a different outcome than the third method, which is just looking at rational arguments. And then it's important to remember that the heart, as the seed of the human soul, ultimately reveals your unique desires. And and God is working through consolations and desolations, and He's working through the desires of your heart. He gives you the desires of your heart. He put them there. So it's important that uh, you remember that, and that ultimately will reveal. Uh, your uniqueness and God's workings in you more than the abstract ratio. So in closing, the first method is the most clear and, and very convicting, but it's out of your control. It's completely dependent upon a gift of faith. The second method is very applicable and accessible to most people, especially when it's being combined with prayer. If you pray for inner openness, peace and freedom, God will direct you. It's a very direct application of Ignatian discernment. The uh, advantage of the third method is that it can be applied by anyone, even those who do not pray or who are not Christians. Anyone can apply that method. I hope this has helped you. Um, Of course, there's so much more to say about this. I would encourage you to further look into uh, the teachings of Ignatius of Loyola if you want to know more. Check out some of the books he's written or biographies about him and I'm sure that will help you even further. For now, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.